This is Original Six. You've got to absolutely love the duality of this situation because while the Maple Leafs are probably the only team who could come back five goals and score five in the third to tie the game, and they're probably the only team that after doing so would lose in overtime. It's the Original Six Podcast. Ryan Sabine, Paul Ananitis, and Zach Mullen. Fellas, what a leafy week of Maple Leafs hockey we've had. Literally. Leafy. That's just, that's the best word to describe. I've heard that word at 200 times in the last 24 hours. This is ridiculous. So leafy. But you know what? Still fired up. Still fired up. It was a good week. You know what? It was a, it was, okay, it was a weird week, but it was also a good week, technically. So we got, we got eight out of potential 10 points. Should have got all 10, but you know, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. You know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Nope, not at all. Uh, welcome back for those of you joining us again. If you're new here, follow, subscribe, check us out on socials, all that jazz. Uh, I'm assuming you'll know what jazz means. Just kind of fill in the rest there as Paul and Zach do literal jazz hands, but a pretty <laughs> terrible job at that. Uh, let's talk about the past week of Maple Leafs hockey. Uh, let's start it off with the game against the Senators. Uh, started off with a terrible first period. Probably pretty lucky to be down 0-1. Yep. And um, much of the reason why the Leafs won this game was because of Joseph Wall's absolute Vesna caliber saves that he was making up <laughs> until the injury. So we'll we'll touch on that. Talk about or, or tell me about just some of the saves that this guy was making. Just insane. Absolutely incredible. Like you you like I, I when I saw Tarasenko get robbed the first time. I like turned around. I was like, damn it. The leaps got let on another one. And then I turn around and it's in Wolves glove. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. That was absolutely insane. Yeah. He, he, he's definitely the reason that we won this game for sure. And it's actually nice to see the Leafs get some good goaltending. Cause that usually happens to us when we get goalied. Yeah, he was, he was really good. I think this is, that was maybe the first time this year where I felt like, wow, our goalie's like standing on our head. Like he's not going to let anything in like ever. And he looked phenomenal. Those two saves. The first one was his fault. He gave the puck away, led to the Ottawa chance. And then he backed it up by robbing Tarasenko. And then the mm-hmm. second one, he robbed Tarasenko. It's just like the same stretch across, stretch across with the glove. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. It was so nice to I think I screamed both times. It was great. He was just you could see the fire in him. He was just on it, fully on it until the injury. He was fantastic. If I'm the sentence, I'm like, I don't know how we even managed to get a goal past this guy. Like he's too I don't know. He's just on it. So yeah, until the injury, fantastic goaltending. What a clinic. Yeah. Sad part is he didn't even get the win. Yeah, it ended up being Jones, I, I know. say. Yeah. Oh. What did you guys think of the brief play of Martin Jones in that game, which was also his first action in a Leafs uniform in the regular season? It's good. You know what? I can't I can't complain. He got he let in one goal. Um, but you know what? That's almost an impossible situation. How do you go in? You haven't played in the NHL in a regular season game since forever. I think his last action was the playoffs last year for Seattle. Yeah. So he's been playing in the AHL, goes in completely cold. His warm-up was like, what, two hours before was when he was warming up. So I give him all the credit for going in an impossible situation. He made a couple of good saves too uh, to mm-hmm. keep them in it, to get them the dub. But yeah, no complaints from Jones in that game. I think I'll allow the one goal just based off the fact that he hasn't played in the NHL this year yet. So Yeah. Uh, so... We obviously kind of skimmed over it, but Joseph Wall's injury obviously was kind of on a nothing play, too. Like, it, it it was like you just made all of these incredible acrobatic, like, cross-crease saves, and yet the kind of, like, soft shot from the far hash marks is what uh, would do you in. But week to week, obviously could be a lot worse, but, mm-hmm. th- like, this is a very critical time in, in the leaf season right now, obviously we've had four games since that point, but some of the headlines in the news were like leaf season in jeopardy playoffs 
might not be a sure thing given that, you know, unfortunately, timing wise, Wall had pretty much just won the net. And yeah. obviously now goes out with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's probably one of the worst times for him to get injured. But I, when when he was playing and I saw the replay, I did not think it was an – they said it was an ankle injury. High ankle sprain. I high ankle sprain. I did not see anything regarding that. I thought it was like a groin pull or something, and, and that would have been much worse. So, yeah, it could, could be worse, the injury, but, you know, could be better if he didn't get injured, but it happens, and – we just got to hope that Samsonov steps up and, and the boys actually play well, get the dubs, which we have been in the last four or five games that that Wool's been missing. We've gotten points, so not too much to complain about as of now. Yeah, you're kind of just... Uh, the timing was just terrible just because that was his moment while was stepping up. That was the game where I was watching. I think I think I texted you guys and I was like, Never mind. Ignore what I said on the last podcast. Like it's there's yeah. no battle here anymore. It's it's walls for sure. But yeah, yeah. So the brutal timing. You just hope that you know he takes his time recovering. It is still early in the season. We're not even halfway through the year yet. So take his time. I'd rather him be, you know, fully healthy and miss a couple more games than come back too early and then, you know, t- uh, once you sprain your ankle, from experience, it's not fun. That that ankle is not great for a while. So rather you take his time and, and work through it yeah poor timing for sure i mean we'll we'll talk about martin jones obviously but it, it's it's quite a luxury to have a guy like that as your third goalie for this exact reason yep um but following the ottawa game it seemed like samsonov had the answers picked up a four nothing shutout against nashville in what was debatably one of if not the best well-rounded kind of all-round games that the Leafs have played this season and it, it, in my opinion it's not even close oh yeah it was the best game for sure we I think we only allowed 19 shots that whole game and a lot of those shots were not high scoring chances so Samsonov had a good game um it helped that the Leafs played very well in front of him you know scored four goals it was a it was I don't have any complaints about that game at all would this be the third game of the season, if I'm not corrected, that the Leafs won in regulation while giving up two goals or less? That's a good question. Because last last podcast, we said the last time they had done it was the Detroit game in the Global yeah. Series, and they yep. had not done it since. Yeah, so this is it. Wow. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and they haven't done it again since, but... I mean, a very well-rounded game. And also against the Predators team has been very hot as of late. Obviously, we didn't get to see Soros, not complaining. Like, I'll take my chances against Lankanen, but got to, you know, can only play with the cards in front of you. Uh, Let's move to the 4-3 OTL at uh, or against the New York Islanders. Uh, Zach, tell me about this typical Leaf start. They score the first goal of the game early. And then throughout the rest of the first, they give up two goals to end the period 2-1. Yeah, it's just, uh, especially against the Islanders too. I don't know. I mean, I know what it is. It's the fact that they just can't stop booing Tavares. Like, <laughs> it always makes me want to just destroy them, like, every game. So, I know. yeah, I gave up the two to Nelson and Sezikis, and then it was down 3-1 in the second. Then Tavares gets on the board, point nine hundred ninety nine is fantabulous uh and then gets point one what paul who's what you never heard the word fantabulous before i just didn't i just didn't think you would have said that word out of all the words <laughs> yeah. in the dictionary well that's the best way to describe it because then Tavares got an assist that's true it's kind of the weirdest assist too like it was point one thousand off his butt yeah the, pretty much like i couldn't even see where the puck was and i watched the replay like eight times but anyway riley scores with seven seconds left to tie it uh, yeah, and then, of course, Leafy, as in something amazing happens during the game to tie it, and then we lose in overtime, uh, 46 yep. seconds in. Like so What a what amazing. a momentous way to come back into a game. You know, Tavares being involved to his goals, he gets his thousandth point of his career against his former team, 6.4 seconds or whatever is left in the game. And you've got to, like, if you're 
not a non-Leafs fan and have not been tortured and, and have all sorts of hope tainted by what this team has done to you in the past, coming back in a game like that should equal a victory in overtime. Like, you have all the momentum, and we'll talk about this against the Blue Jackets, that that is a game you need to win at that point in time. And the fact that they lost is, is ridiculous. Especially especially a win for Tavares just to see that victory when getting that 1,000th point against, against a team that is such a loser franchise, in my opinion. But... Yeah, well, it's not the fr- – it's the fan base. I mean, yeah, I, the, I get sorry, the, yes. the, 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 fr- the they got They had a nice 1,000-point tribute for him. The players were – uh, stick tapping the bench because I think a lot of them played with Tavares. Yeah, for sure. It's just the the fan base are a bunch of losers. You know what? <laughs> I was actually looking on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it after the game, and there were yeah. a lot of people from what I could tell that were non Leafs fans that were also criticizing the Islander fans just for like how, I guess like the lack of class. Like no, no. Paul Bissonnette went bananas. It's like the guy just scored a thousand <laughs> points. He's the ninety-eighth player to ever do it in the league. Literally. And you're gonna boo him. Such losers. I can't complain though. I feel like Leaf fans would probably do that too. No, I uh 50 Depends. You'd have like Dep- that's the, like the casual fan who just boos because they hear someone else doing it. And then you'd have like the actual fans. Uh, like, the no, actual no, no. Like, you cheer, you cheer for an accomplishment. Like that. Yeah. It's all the yeah. clowns that were burning jerseys and stuff, booing in the arena. Like those ones. Yeah. They're all of them. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be fun if it weren't a back-to-back in New York state. The next night they take on the New York Rangers, the goalie matchup, Igor Shosturkin against Martin Jones in his first start with the Leafs. And it's a pretty wild one. A 7-3 dub for the Buds. Jones, obviously, <laughs> 28 saves, three goals against, a 9-0-3 save percentage. Let's first talk about his kind of first full game in a Leafs uniform. Zach, what did you think of his play? You know what? I Again, I have no criticisms. I think there were a couple of them that he wishes he had back. Uh, specifically, I think it was the second Wheeler one. We kind of yes. just came in on the rush and ripped it. You could see that Jones wasn't happy. He let that one in. So, yeah, I think... You know, would have liked to have that one back. But again, he's playing against the Rangers who are, well, before this, they were 9-2-0 at home, I think, uh, if these stats are right. And they're just a really good team. Like, for me, the New York Rangers are one of the Stanley Cup contenders. This is a great team. Shesterkin's arguably the second best goalie in the league. Like, this guy's good. So Not that game. Not in that game. No, he was looking like Igor... Let's the puck in. I don't know. Anyway, oh, shit, a Ziploc bag. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. That was so funny. <laughs> but I don't know if I don't know if a lot of Leaf fans or anyone follow. I forgot what the name of of that guy's Twitter is, but oh, he does so funny. That was great. He does, um, I think recaps of Leaf games, but like really funny ones, and you know, it's almost like a parody highlight. It's a parody. With like pretty funny commentary. Um, while while you look for that, Paul, let's let's talk about this. Before the game against the Rangers, it's announced that Nyes will not be playing due to an illness. Stop you uh, if you've heard that one before. And surprisingly, maybe not so surprisingly, uh, Noah Gregor gets top line duties. What were the kind of general thoughts on putting Gregor up there instead of you know maybe? moving a guy like Bertuzzi or Domi or, or anyone else, really. That says a lot. I, Go ahead, Bo. I, I liked it, actually. Like, Gregor has been playing very well on that bottom line. He's quick. He's, he's smart with the puck. He hits. So, honestly, like, I didn't when, – when I saw him going on the first line, I did not mind it at all. I, I don't mind it at all. And I don't think he played bad, to be honest. He had some good chances with Matthews. I think the, uh, um, that whole game was just good offensively. So there's not much I could complain about. And, yeah, I didn't mind it at all. I, I thought it was actually pretty good. I think he deserved it out of everyone, to be honest. Yeah, I think it says a lot. I think that's also, you know, telling Domi and Bertuzzi to kind of catch up. You know, for me... Gregor has played great for the amount of minutes that he's playing and the position that he's playing. Like he has been 
great. What a great surprise for a guy who was playing in preseason games. And I was like, wait, who is this guy? Like, when when did he even show up? And I think I said that during the last preseason game, not even the first one. So, yeah, credit to him. And he looked pretty good, too. We know we all know he's got that speed. So, yeah, I think that was a lot of, hey, let's see what this looks like. I don't expect him to jump up there and become Panarin or anything like that. But, That'd be you nice. know. That would be great. And with his contract, dude, that'd be fantastic. But yeah, I think he played really well, like based on what he's used to. I'm not expecting crazy yeah. moves. I, I will say as much as it is about rewarding him for having good play, I also do think part of the decision-making process is not disrupting the flow of the second and third lines who have been mm. together now for whatever period of time. So uh, partially it's like, yes, you've been playing well. This is a reward, but it's also like, let's not disturb lines two and three who have arguably been playing pretty well as groups or kind of as uh, individual units. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think that makes sense too. Yeah. Obviously a great game. I mean, it's, we've been calling for this high powered Leafs offense to come alive and and you can't argue with what we saw here. I, I think the fact that we scored seven goals will have people overlooking the fact, and in me, this is the problem with this game, that the Leafs were up 4-1 after the first period and still ended up conceding three goals in the game. Like, three is not terrible in today's NHL by any means. Obviously, scoring is up, goalies are, you know, whatever, you can have that conversation. But in my eyes, you are up 4-1. I don't care who you're against. You're up 4-1 after the first period, you should not be giving up two more goals in that game. If I'm Sheldon Keefe, it's not about scoring more goals. That's great. We scored three more. They scored two more, whatever it is. I would sacrifice every other goal remaining in that game to end the game 4-1. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think what, like, and we've spoke about before, wanting to have two goals or less. Like, that's the goal. We hit it, what, once this week? Which is, it's great that the offense is flying, but at the same time, I think it's the other way too, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure the Columbus Blue Jackets weren't happy about their results either. Uh, This was a wild game. Uh, (laughs) Oh my goodness. For context, Zach and I were both not watching this game live, so I was just kind of vaguely hearing about it with Paul. So I was actually at the uh, winter market, the distillery. So it was so cold. Mm-hmm. Like I just had my phone in my pocket, but I didn't hear any notifications because my hands were too cold. So I was just kind of like seeing your texts periodically throughout. So the first I heard, it was like three, nothing Columbus. Then it was five, nothing. And all uh, SHIT hit the fan. But Paul, before the third, what, <laughs> what, what was going wrong to the point where the Leafs were down five, nothing after two periods till the Blue Jackets? Everything. And that's just like the easy answer, but like everything was going wrong. Like we couldn't create any opportunities, just bad bounces off our sticks. We weren't playing well defensively. Didn't help that Samsonov let in some really bad goals. Uh, There was one that was scored from behind the net. There was two that were scored uh, short side. One where a player was coming through the crease and Samsonov kind of, uh, kind of cheated off his post and they just shot it there. Like it, it was, Nothing was going right for, for anybody. Like the Leafs got booed off the ice after the second. And then um, apparently, apparently from a lot of analysts and uh, Twitter personnel that are at the games, uh, Nylander goes, boys, we know we can score five goals. And then they come out in the third period and decide to play like, in, like insane, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like they walk out at the third pier and I turn to my dad and I go, dad, the most leafy thing right now was, would be to tie this game and lose in overtime. And what yeah, happened? Did you actually say that to your dad? Yeah. I, I, I woke him up cause he was sleeping on the couch, of course. Cause you know, past nine o'clock <laughs> he's always sleeping. So I poke him and I go, dad, we're, we're going to tie this game and lose in overtime. This is the most leafy thing on planet earth. He goes, yeah, whatever. So the first goal goes in and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, we scored. Thank God we didn't get shut out against Columbus. Like, that would have been absolutely disgusting. And then we score again. I'm like, 
okay, they're just teasing us. And then McCabe scores an absolute rocket on the power play, and it's 5-3 with five minutes left. And I look and I go, we definitely could score two goals in five minutes. What happens? Matthew scores, and then Matthew scores again to tie. And I literally look at my dad. I go, we're losing it over time. This is what's going to happen. It, there's no other way that this game is going to finish. We're going to lose in overtime. And you know what? You got you to gotta give credit to the Leafs because I don't know if it's – I don't know if people look at this as a problem. Like, like damn, like we're down 5 nothing to Columbus. But I, also you I'll see – like most people when I say that's a problem. Yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> That's a huge issue. But the thing is, like, you, like, we never give up in these games. Like, it looks like we give up. And then we just, like, we're like, okay, boys, like, they had their fun. Let's just start trying now. And then, and then we somehow pull five goals out of nowhere and tie the game. Like, like, this team is such a health hazard to everybody. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, you know the how roller... they have, like, cancer warnings on the back of cigarette packs. Like, the yeah. Leafs need some sort of disclaimer. <laughs> Before yes. the game starts, like, <laughs> yeah. please consult your physician before watching. Heart issues may occur. Yeah, if you have heart issues, please get a doctor's note to come to this game. Like, like you, like these games, these type of games where teams go down by this much and actually come back to take it into overtime, maybe happen like once or twice a year for teams, but not the Leafs. This is like a paycheck. It's a bi-weekly occurrence for these for these clowns. Like hitting quotas. Yeah, it's oh it's it's crazy. Goodness. So like this game was this third period was insane. Like one of the craziest third periods I've ever seen for sure. And like you can tell like when the Leafs played the first two periods, they looked like the worst team ever. And then they come out in the third period and play like Stanley Cup contenders. It just makes no sense. Like I've never seen a team be able to turn it off and turn it on so quickly. But like why do they turn it off? Like why can't you just play, like why can't you just play like this for sixty minutes and not have to do this? It's it's honestly absurd. Like it it, it the it's, fact it's that crazy. it took them being down five nothing to like figure their shit out. Yeah, they took five nothing and then they come out the third period. They're like, okay, boys, like Columbus had their fun. We know they stink. They can't score. We'll let them get five, and you know what? We'll score five now and then salvage a point out of this for the boys was it kind of giving game four against the jackets in the bubble series vibes yes yes exactly like when same goalie too same no was it corp was Was it it merce lincoln's i think it it was merce lincoln's i think it was and matthews well the problem is or the difference is we won that game in the bubble with matthews overtime matthews took us to overtime and to be fair we actually did play very well in overtime. We had majority of the chances, but you know, on a two on one, missed the net. They come back on another. They come like it was so back and forth, and then it was just one yeah. good shot. I get, and, I get that that's how three on three overtime works, but I feel like it, it, it's like a coaching thing from Keith in that in overtime when they have their rush chances, and you know that's how this is going to work. It's going to be one opportunity the other way, one opportunity back the other way, but they almost. <laughs> like sell too hard on offense mm-hmm. and like like for example on the the goal that ended up being scored in overtime for columbus the the thing that caused columbus to get the puck and go the other way was matthews and marner in on a two-on-one like i get you need to try to score but knowing how three-on-three overtime is going in the nhl these days i feel like they have to not both sell so hard like let one of them kind of mm-hmm. pull to the outside or let marner <clears throat> stay back for a drop pass and if it comes to him, mm-hmm. that gives Matthews time to curl back. Like, yeah. the odd man rushes, like, I get you're trying to score, mm-hmm. but you have to not get scored on. Like, it, it's equal parts. Yeah, we, we, we've been more conservative, I guess, than when we first started. Because, like, one of the biggest Leafs things was we always lose in the first 40 seconds of the game. So, we start – so, Keith would always start out with Cam Fawn, with, like, Brody. McCabe. And or Brody, like to try and win the face off, get possession, and then Camp would go off. But yeah, as you said, Ryan, like it, you gotta prevent pucks from going in the goal in overtime. We have six six overtime losses already this year, which is crazy. Like some teams don't even get that in a whole year. Yeah, uh, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm watching the overtime goal for the first time. 
Yeah. It was a short side shot again. Yeah, like Samsonov so far. okay. Yeah, I just I'd have issues. Yeah, with... he was he was very far out of his net. Like he's like Yeah, Samsonov did not play very well. But it's that also game for sure. it's also like if you're Samsonov Obviously, the, you, Paul, like you said, that the team played poorly, but he let in five goals in two periods, right? Yeah. And then the team in front of you comes out and pots five to get you into overtime. You have to come up with a big save at some point. Like if you're yeah. Samson, you know there's going to be one opportunity to bail your team out, considering you haven't been able to do that the entire game. Like if he, if he, if he, some, like if there was one save where he bailed this out and we won. I don't think anybody would care about how poor his performance was the first two periods. They would only they would only think about how he made that one save to get us those two points and 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 make this historic yeah. comeback victory. Like I think the last time a team came down from came back and won from five nothing was the Leafs in like the seventies versus no, Boston. No, was, I think, I think I said. saw a tweet that said the last time a team came back down five and won was oh nine. Or maybe the the last time the Leafs came that back down be, from yeah. five was in the seventies. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's brutal. Like, just watching this goal, he's looking exactly like, do you remember the Tampa game where he, in Toronto, where he looked atrocious? Yeah, he's looking like the, the net, like on the wrong in, side, playing too yeah, far off. It's exactly yep. what he looks like. And, yeah, like, he, I don't know. I also didn't see, and Paul's probably going to scold me, but I also didn't see the Nashville game. And so he got a shutout, but I have no idea how he played. Was he was he good? He didn't have to be good. He, he didn't made, have to be good. He made saves where he had to make saves. But I, I feel like there was never any moments in that game where I'm like, wow, what a save by Samsonov. Like, he made okay. good saves. He did his job. Yeah. I just feel like he mm-hmm. wasn't tested. Yeah. Okay. They only had, like, 19 shots. And, and I thought that would have been a confidence booster for Samsonov for the next game he played, but I guess not. Okay, let me let me pose this question to you guys then. Wall comes back healthy, ready to go. Put him in. Does Jones back him up? No, no, no. because Jones. Not even because. Well, you have to send one of them down. Yeah, and, you're and not it's going to be send Jones. Down Samson off. Even if like say say Wall takes three weeks to come back, mm-hmm. in those three weeks, Samsonov like plays terribly, and Jones gets like two shutouts. Does that change your mind, or do you still do the contract? I feel like you can't send down Samsonov. You can't risk losing him. Yeah. Dang, that's tough. Like, like that might will get. You're right, but waivers. Yeah, like that might be. This might be like comparable to. I don't know how comparable it can be to like the Jack Campbell situation in Edmonton, where they where they put him down to the minors and then. He didn't play very well at a couple of good games, and then he just never was able to go back in net. Like Stuart Skinner's had the net for, for the last who knows how long because Edmonton was on like a nine-game win streak before their loss yesterday to Tampa. They didn't so call I, him it, up, did they? Campbell, no. I don't think so. I don't He's think so. Down, yeah, so like I don't, I don't want that uh, to happen to Samsonov on the bench. Jeez. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that to happen to Samson now where we, where we, no, where we put him down to the minors. Situation. Like, this was like Campbell like couldn't make a save for like two months. Oh, yeah, yeah. He couldn't make a yeah. save the whole season. Yeah, that was terrible. But uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't – yeah, it would have yeah. to be The, the issue Jones that I foresee in this scenario, Zach, is that if mm-hmm. Jones plays somewhat decent, decently and then Wall comes back and they send Jones down, now he might get claimed. Whereas after the preseason, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Because you know why he didn't get claimed during the preseason was the they maneuvered in his contract that the day they sent him down, he was due like a some crazy bonus or something. Like 90% of his contract was getting paid that day. So uh, if so nobody wanted to pay him, it. Yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy the way they maneuvered that. It was actually... <laughs> what I, is this, the Otani contract? Oh, my gosh. again. <laughs> Wild. Random Purdom. What a G. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting spot. I mean, like, you could also explore, like, I highly doubt, highly doubt, but that they, they carry three goalies and send a Bobby McMahon down. Didn't Reeves leave the last game with an injury? He's going to be out for a long – they said – For some time. time. Just Sheldon Keefe's favorite set of words. He said that for, like, six different guys. Yeah, for some time. Addition by subtraction, if you know what I mean. Uh, 3-0-2 on the week. 
Uh, puts the Leafs now. It's a, it's a weird record, man. 15, 6, and 6, 36 points in 27 games. Good enough for second in the Atlantic, tied with Florida, but we have two games in hand. Uh, and the Leafs are now only four points behind the Bruins for first in the Atlantic. Same amount of games played. Um, it does it does it feel like things are starting to trend in the right direction? Like slightly, like th- if put it this way, if if the Leafs hadn't had this whole regulation win problem, three zero and two would be a good week. You'd be like, ah, you know what? Would have loved to win those extra games, put it a big five spot, but. I'm pretty happy with 3-0-2. Yeah, I'll take it. No regulation last. We got points in every game. So for for a team that's battling injuries and sickness and whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. So let's – I was having a conversation with my dad today, and he he kind of opened my eyes to the the other side of this conversation. So obviously we've spoken about the Leafs' inability to win games and regulations. They're tied for 25th in the league with eight regulation wins on the season. Obviously, not very good. We know that. If you look at it on the flip side, and this is kind of what my dad was was trying to talk to me about, they're tied for second with having only six regulation losses. There's two teams tied in first and two teams tied in second. Mm-hmm. So... As much as the regulation win is is obviously an issue, and that has to change, no one's questioning that. Their ability to not lose in regulation is is also something that should be, I don't know if celebrated is the right word, but it, there's merit to to saying that your team is good because of this. What do you guys think? No, I agree. I mean, there's two sides to it. I mean, you obviously want to win in regulation. So you don't give other teams unnecessary points. But on another note, if you're winning games, like it doesn't matter how you get those two points, like you're, you're winning. So there's ups and downs to it. Like there's, it's tough to explain. I'd rather take overtime wins over overtime or any loss like it's just the obvious statement paul i appreciate that hard hitting (laughs) insight i said it's just the obvious statement and anyone else would so like can we really complain about winning in overtime yeah you know what let me play let me play devil's advocate here or whatever i guess this would be in this situation let me play the other side my problem with going so many times to overtime hasn't been that it's happened. It's how it's happened or who it's been against. That's where my problem is. We should not be going into overtime against the Columbus blue jackets. No offense to their organization. That team stinks. They're (laughs) bad. We should not be down five, nothing to the Columbus blue jackets. That's bad. But going back just through a lot of these, it was how it went to overtime. It was the leads given up. It was stuff like that. So I give them credit for, you know, winning games in overtime, taking to the extra point, you know, fighting through it that way. But at the same time, it does concern me, like, how long is this sustainable for? How long can you keep giving up leads like that and not getting burned in regulation? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner or later. So... Yeah, I agree, and like I'll give them credit for getting the extra point, but it's danger. It's playing with fire. That's, I guess, my thought on it. Well said, very well said. Let's let's talk a bit about the offense as a whole because it seems to relatively be coming alive uh, in their last five games. So since we recorded the last podcast, the Leafs have scored twenty three goals in those five games. Um, who who is the catalyst for this? Is it as easy as saying Matthews, who has five goals in that span? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it's the biggest just that one. simple. Yeah, it's just that simple. Like he's scored the most important goals in almost every game we've played since last podcast. Yeah, or had a part in it. He's just been had a part in it. Yeah. He's been good. And like I want him to be consistent, like we've talked about that. So hopefully he keeps it up. He's the first player in the league to hit 20 goals he's what tied with Besser for first with 21 I think right now no I think uh, he's ahead no he's ahead now after yesterday he's, got he's on pace for 
He's on right. pace for 70 goals, they said. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot. He's yeah, on he pace squir- for 70. Yeah, they Amazing. said he's on pace Amazing. for 70 goals. I that- say he does it. <laughs> I hope he does. That'd be great. No, but, but like the thing is, remember we I don't know if it was last episode or two episodes ago episodes ago, we we spoke about how outside of his hat tricks, he'd only scored in four games. He was scoring in clusters. Now five games is a small sample size in, in retrospect, but it's 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 starting to seem like he's he's scoring consistently throughout game over game. He's not putting yeah. up three goals, three goals, three goals, but it seems like he's he's starting to have an impact in each game in the goal column. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know Austin's going to score. It's never an issue for him. But we want, as you said, Ryan, we want him to be consistent with it and when we need him the most, and he has done that in the last week. So, yeah, I'd say the offense is, is Austin, but, you know, you got to look at, you know, Mitch has been playing a lot better. Uh, although Willie hasn't been scoring, he's been he's, he's been on assisting. Seven game point streak he, now. Yeah, he's he's been he's been assisting all of Matthews's goals, which I would hope so because they're on the same line. Um, you know, Tavares has been good. So like the 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 main person I'd say is Austin, but like the the core four up there have have all been very very good. Yeah, they're they're just the catalyst of this offense, which is what they're supposed to be. Yep. They're supposed to be. They're the guys that get paid. What fifty? What is it? Is it fifty percent of our? I think a little less like than fifty percent. Yeah, and so they're they're pulling their weight. For me, it's like the secondary scoring scares me. Like Bertuzzi's got what nine points this season. Yeah, he has not been doing much. Like wow, nine points this season is not great. Not at all. Yeah, Camp Camp has been scoring in weird ways. Yeah, uh, I think he, uh, I think he. He had a three-game goal streak before. Um, uh, was it the Rangers? No, because he scored the empty netter against the Rangers. So it must. Oh right, been... so against so like last the Columbus game, game right? st- snap. Yeah, because yeah. he scored in Ottawa. He scored in Nashville. And he scored. Wait. Dang. Nashville. Oh, he Islanders, scored three. Rangers. He scored three this this week. Yeah, so I'll take it. I mean, we've said camp has been quiet, so. Or just secondary scoring in general. Kampf is uh, he hit his goal total for the year. This guy's done. Don't yeah. expect to see him score for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, yeah he's four. Fine. Four tucks. Yeah. I don't know how many did he get last year. Oh, let me see. I told you he hits his quota for like two snapshot goal, snap shot goals from the hash marks. He celebrates by like pumping both fists in front of his chest and gives him like that really intense face. And he walks out. He's like, I've done my job. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm yeah, good. He, he had he had seven last year. Now he's just got to defend. Oh, so. his assist numbers though. He had twenty assists last year. He's only got three. Ooh, that's okay. He's a oh, sniper. Okay, I'll take the goals. <laughs> he's a, he's a fourth line sniper. Fourth line sniper. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. Let's let's before we get any further, let's talk a little bit about some players who I think need some praise. Uh, we've touched on Noah Gregor. Let's. Let's talk Jake McCabe. Um, the, the first yes. thing I noticed the last set of games is the physicality has been great. Oh, my gosh. A couple of really big hits. And I'm like, <laughs> where has this been since we acquired you at last year's deadline? Like, please tell me where. Yeah. It, 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 it's inconsistent. Mm. But, but that's a choice. Like, you can't choose to score goals. That's difficult. It's easy, in theory, to hit someone. Like, that's simple. Yeah, that's your job <laughs> as a defenseman. Like, that's what you live for. Yeah, and I think, like, that's what we wanted from him was that guy who destroyed Line A when he was in Buffalo because oh I think we already talked God. about that hit. That hit was insane. Yeah, like, and then he destroyed Lindgren in the Rangers game. Like, that was All a clean. great. And you know how the, he got jumped by Zibanejad and there was no instigator? Jumped, yeah. Oh my god, well, yeah, jumped, jumped as much by as, a Ziploc bag, yeah. As much yeah, as a Ziploc Ziploc bag. can do, yeah. But, that, that guy is Leafs Poppy, by the way. I found Leafs it. Poppy, yeah. Leafs, you gotta, you gotta Got follow him. him, you gotta follow him. It's hilarious. <laughs> do you guys know who Noah, Noah Khan is, the musician? Yes, mm-hmm. he looks so. I was watching the game that night with a couple of my buddies who aren't like huge hockey fans. So obviously, like they would never have likely seen Mika Zibanejad's face, 
And separately, without knowing the other had said it, they said, wow, that guy looks a lot like Noah Khan. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't see. know. What do you think? I'll show you guys a photo. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. If it's his hair guy. was, yeah, if he had, like, darker hair and it was more straight, yeah, it'd be Zibanejad. Doesn't Zibanejad do music stuff, too? Is that who I'm thinking of? I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt if Zibanejad just went home and played the drums for four hours. Hilarious. <laughs> but yes, yeah, definitely love the the physicality from McCabe. And I think, I mean, I don't know what changed for him, but you've got to keep that going. Um, mm. And let's talk about five points in his last five games, too. One goal, four assists. And a power oh play gosh. goal against... Uh, against the Blue Jackets to add to that as well. That yeah, the power goal play was goal. a rocket. Yeah, oh that was a that was an gosh. absolute missile. Yeah, you need to do that more often. That's great. I think Literally. he's really stepping up. Like, out of all the Leafs defense that have stepped up during these injuries and, and everything, I think McCabe probably gets my – like, Riley's the obvious one, but I think I give the award to McCabe. I think so he's bad. really settled in over the last few weeks and just – been way more stable than he was at the beginning of the season. I think I found a lot of defensive faults in his game early on, but he's been a lot better from what I can see. So I'll give him that. He's scoring goals. Sure. Great. He's, he's contributing both ends of the ice, blowing people up like great. Obviously that's a figure of speech, but yeah, it's cool. It's, it's been nice to see. Because I remember we were a lot of people were torching him at the beginning of the season for his poor play. And and now he's definitely stepped up since Lilligren's been injured. And I hope he continues when, when Lilligren eventually comes back. Yeah. Because he's been uh, phenomenal. Let's talk, let's talk about Nyes. Obviously, out the last couple of games with an illness. We'll kind of talk about that. Obviously, that uh, injury, illness, injury bug, whatever. Um, but let's talk about Nyes pre-illness. Obviously, the points, goals, assist, they're not quite where they want them to be, given that his spot on the top line is relatively uncontested unless Gregor pulls some miracle out of the hat and and finds his way there permanently, which I don't see. Um, but what I will credit Nyes with doing, and I, I think it's become increasingly obvious that how good he is at this, is forecheck and physicality. He does the dirty work. Yeah, and he's good at it too. Like he's fantastic at it. Reminds me of Tavares. Reminds me of Tavares. So just like being down low, doing the little plays that you know people don't won't think of when the big goal is scored, but you can see just the little maneuvering he can do, stuff like that. Physicality. I think he was getting burned a little bit for his physicality early in the year. He had a lot of penalties, but I think he figured out like, oh, here's the line and here's how to go right up against the line and not cross it and take a penalty. So, yeah, I, like he's got uh, 14 penalty minutes this year, which is kind of a lot. So Third uh, third on Leafs and hits. That is fantastic. Go for it. Do it. Big it's body. Great. Yeah. Uh, I, I like his play a lot. Hmm. I, think I think that's what just, they needed on the first line. We just need, like, obviously you're not the star on that line if you're Matthew Nyes and no one's expecting you to be. But three points in his last 10 games playing with Matthews and Nylander, like something doesn't add up there. Yeah, yeah. The points don't show how, like, his value. Like, yeah, as you said, Ryan, obviously being on the first line with those two guys, like, you need to pull up some points. And you're like, and he's not the shooter. No, like, we're expecting him to feed Matthews and Nylander, right? But the fact that he just isn't getting in on the goals to me is, is kind of bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. I, I can't remember. There's some advanced stat that's uh, that kind of like shows the the percentage of goals that you are a part of versus the percentage of goals that Is happen that when you're on the ice. No, that's more shots. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's basically looking like how many goals you're involved with when you're on the ice. So whether you score or have an assist. Versus mm-hmm. the amount of goals are the amount of goals that are scored when you're on the ice but aren't involved in the scoring itself. I, it's, oh. I'd be really curious to not it's not on ice shooting percentage because that's the team shooting percentage when you're on the ice, but it's it's something like that. And he's probably so far down at the bottom. 
Interesting. I, I guess, I guess, like with all this puck battling in the corner and bringing it out to the point and stuff, like who knows? Like he could, he could definitely be starting the play that leads to the goal, but he won't be one of the three guys that touches it leading to the goal. Like it, it's he does his job, and am I am I mad about it? No, I hope he. I wish he got more points. But if he's doing his job and winning the puck battles and and doing the little things, then I'm I'm always going to be happy with this play. We just want to see more points for him being on the first line with Austin and Willie. Exactly. Yeah, I, be the be the voice of reason here. The voice of reason. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to say what you want me to say, but <laughs> that's fine. Fine, go for it. For me, he hasn't been like invisible, which is normally I when I have a problem with someone playing top minutes. That was me with Bertuzzi. His Bertuzzi oh, was goodness. like pretty much invisible on any play. Didn't see what he was doing. I don't know what was going on with that guy. Nice hasn't been invisible. He's been making plays, making hits. Sure, he hasn't gotten that many points, but you know, maybe it's worth a watch this week of hey, just watch Nice when he's on the ice. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what's he involved in? If he's not getting points, what's he doing? So, you know, if he's standing in front of the net all the time and that's why he's not touching the puck and he's screening the goalie, all right, sure, yeah, go for it. But if he's, like, not contributing and it's just Matthews and Nylander are just that good so they don't need a third person on their line, which is kind of <laughs> ridiculous. But Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah, I'm going to take a look this week. That'll be my mission this week is to take a look. I'll have to see when he comes back. Before we move on to what is – a pretty big area of conversation, concern, whatever you want to call it, in injuries and illness. Um, Fraser Mitten and Easton Cowan finalized roster, made the Canadian World Junior team. Uh, it, it feels like it's been a while since we've had a Leaf on Team Canada. Oh, yeah. I know we've had a lot on, like, Finland with our defensemen, um, some in Sweden, or a couple in Sweden, but it hasn't been Canada as of recently. So it's nice to see two forwards, two of our top prospects, and see what they can do against some of the best of their age. Yep, 100%. I think the last one I saw was like 2018. Ian, Ian Scott. Yeah, but no he one He was a knows. goalie. Yeah, I don't think he really played, or I don't remember him at all. So last ones were Martyr and Dermot in 2015. That's a long time ago. Oh, so. goodness. Good old Travi Dur. Travi. <laughs> Travis Dermon, Travis Scott, uh, the injury bug and the flu bug or whatever you want to call it is very apparent on the Maple Leafs. I'd be curious to know where the Leafs sit in man games lost this season, but to shed some more light on the Leafs injury and illness problems, I introduce you to once again, Mullen MD. Thanks guys. Well, oh, let's not to talk about this team is so injured. Uh, Klingberg officially put on the LTIR. That guy is gone. So it's kind of unfortunate to see, uh, just cause we don't even know what's going on. Really. I think he had surgery, the surgery for hip. If I remember correctly. Uh, it seems like it was a couple weeks ago, but yeah, that's unfortunate for him. He's done for the year. Uh, well, we talked about wall already, uh, high ankle sprain as, other Mullen has already put it. It's uh, it can be a long road to recovery from that. So he's week to week. Uh, I'd expect it to be a few weeks. I can't give you a timeline for that. It really just depends on how it heals. He just needs to stay off of it and make sure that he comes back 100%. Uh, Ryan Reeves had a weird injury against Columbus. It was like he toe picked and then his ankle gave out and then his ankle like went into the boards. Really awkward solo injury doesn't really happen that often um not sure how long he's going to be out keeps only said he's out for some time some time uh so we'll see he also fell down the stairs walking into the tunnel i don't (laughs) know if you guys saw that which i did brutal if it's an ankle injury falling down the stairs i don't know if it triggered something more or something like that but uh Yeah, yeah i saw that video who knows expect Bobby McMahon to probably not come out of the rotation anymore like he has been. So uh, hopefully that fourth line can get some stuff done. Um, yeah, and Ilza spreading throughout the team. Nye's been out the last two games. Lagason's been dealing with it. He's been like a game-time decision the last couple of games. So 
don't know what it is. It's like the flu or maybe it's a stomach bug. I don't know. These kind of things normally happen. Um, so they've been fighting through it as well. So we don't know how many teams are actually, sorry, not how many teams, how many players are actually dealing with it. There could be guys that have been playing every game that haven't been hundred percent. Who knows? So yeah, that's the injury report brought to you by Ryan sweater. I don't know what it says. The score. The competing brand. We don't want to mention that. Oh, okay. Never mind. I couldn't actually see. I only saw half the lettering. I can't find the amount of man games lost, but they've got to be up there. Yeah, it's been a lot. They were second last season next to Montreal, if that's any consolation. Uh, all I have to say is welcome to Robita Island, John Klingberg. <laughs> oh. Yep. 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 Well, what can you do? What can you do indeed, fellas? I think it's time to take a look a week ahead at this week of Maple Leafs hockey or uh, any final thoughts on uh, the past week here? Um, I guess the Capitals moving to Virginia was kind of an interesting one. Yeah, that, does that mean that means they're not the Capitals anymore because they won't be in the Capitol. That, that, would, that would make sense. So they'll be the Virginia what? Virgins. <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Oh my goodness! Great branding. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll get that approved. That's great. That'd be fantastic. I'd watch that hockey team play. <laughs> Who are you go watching play today? The Virgins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Fantastic stuff, Ryan. I'm sure that <laughs> come on. We were all thinking it. I'm I'm no, we weren't. Yes, sure. we were. Come I on. know you were, Paul. I I was too, but yeah, I know Paul was. I was thinking of other stuff. Yeah. Other right. names. Feel free to share, Paul. Go ahead. I was thinking of other names. obviously that one probably was the top five on my list for sure. Yeah, yeah. Top one. <laughs> top one. <laughs> top 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 one. Tied top for one. first in a one way tie. Uh. Jeez. You should send that to Batman, see if he approves it. Honestly, they probably sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> they sell a lot of merch, too. What the heck? <laughs> oh my Anyways, uh, you guys hear about Jordan Cairo getting booed by his own fans? Yeah. And he was holding back tears in like the post-game interview. I think it was because he uh, criticized Craig Berube, who was the coach when they won the cup, so... I don't yeah. think fans like that very much. He he basically just said in a they like uh, he got asked about it in a media scrum. He was like, "I have no comment because he's not my coach anymore." So basically, like no words of like, "Oh, he was great," or like sad to see him go, or not like nothing. Honestly, I don't like, even have a problem with that statement. I don't either. I don't, I don't know either. what St. Louis fans are on. I think they're just doing him because he sucks. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That that's pretty much it. I'm interested to see how his next home game goes. I wonder if he'll boo or cheer or be quiet. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We shall see. Uh, when are we recording next? Before, figure that out before we uh, have the week ahead here. Um, we'll just we'll just throw three games, and if we record earlier, we record earlier. Yeah, that's what it is. Come with the flow, boys. All right. So as of now, we're looking at Saturday. Uh, that's tomorrow when this is being recorded and posted. So Saturday the sixteenth versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tuesday, uh, whatever day of the month that is. Tuesday versus the New York Rangers. Both those games at home, and then the road games continue. Thursday against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, three <laughs> games on tap. None of us got it right this past week, and I'm starting to have brain farts here. Buffalo Sabres, huh? Uh, Zach, why don't you start it off with your prediction here? 2-1-0. and oh. uh, I think we'll beat Pittsburgh, and I think we'll beat Buffalo. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat the Rangers twice, so that'll maybe that'll be the loss. I don't know. That's not a leafy prediction, but who knows? That was literally my exact reasoning. <laughs> I was like, we should be Pittsburgh, we should be Buffalo, but it's going to be tough to beat Pit- New York again, so we're probably going to lose to them in overtime or something. <laughs> I just, Ryan! I I, I, we're talking about the leafiest things to ever lease. Would you not be absolutely hysterical if the Leafs went 0-0-3 this week? 
I would legit put my head through a wall. <laughs> I would be so pissed off if we lost all three games in overtime. What I was my prediction last week? Because I had a funny one too. What was your prediction last week? It was like oh, 2-0-2. Mine, mine was 2-0-2 with no regulation wins. <laughs> oh, yeah, practice. right. <laughs> we right. only had regulation wins last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we either facts. had a regulation win or an overtime loss. Yep, that's facts. <laughs> Fantastic stuff from the boys. Facts. You know what? I'm going to double down, okay? 0-0-3. Doubling down hard. If, Ryan, Jeez. if Jeff that Paul. is actually correct... I don't know what I'll do. I think we changed the podcast name to the Virginia Virgins. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> I'm not on board with that. I'm sorry. No, sir. No. You Come can on. make your own podcast. I feel like I need I need some sort of reward if they go 0-0-3. If you, if you get that correct, I'll give you the crispiest high five. I l- that is horrible. I've never heard of a high five been described as You know what, crispy. Ryan? Crispy? Ryan. It's the sound it makes. It's like... Let me let me let me let me do let me do this. Yeah. If you get that correction or that prediction right, correction right. If you get that prediction right, and if Original Six ever decides to go out for a drink or something, I'll pay for your drink or dinner or whatever. Or dinner. Oh, I can get behind that. What Zach and I will split it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't pull me into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're part of the don't podcast. Make this part of the five guys dinner. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Zach still owes me. No, I don't owe you. No. no yeah, no. you do. No, I, I don't. Yes, you do. You owe me like four or five guys. I, Paul, I've tagged you in so many of those posts on Instagram. You never reply. Like so. I'm not on Instagram. It doesn't count. Zach, Zach is lying because he can't physically tag you. Exactly. I tagged him by putting his full name in. But he didn't <laughs> no, say that all and nice. He actually, never said anything. No, I actually tagged you on those Facebook ones. You just didn't respond in three minutes. So you owe me a hamburger. I, that's, I that's how it goes. Those. I hate those. Like, tag your friend. And if he doesn't respond in three minutes, this guy's tagging me at the stupidest times of the day. Like, how am I supposed to know when this it's so cheap? Yeah, anyway, whatever. If only could people if only people could see the giddiness and Paul's like laughing and like nodding at the moment. He's been <laughs> on this for years since university. Dude, because you still owe me for years. No, I don't owe you. Yeah, you no. do. It's how it works. I'm telling your mother. Okay, how about this, Zach? Make a wizard prediction right now. If you get it correct, Paul now owes you four five guys burgers, but <laughs> If you get it incorrect, we just take one of the four that you allegedly owe off of your tab. All right. Bobby McMahon is going to score in the game against Buffalo. It's a pretty good wizard prediction. Like, I think that's worthy of this little bet. Let me write this down so we don't forget. (laughs) Watch. He's going to, he's not going to play against Pittsburgh and New York. He's going to get, He's going to play against Buffalo and get injured and leave four minutes in. Oh, that's a wizard prediction, too. I hope that's wrong. No, I hope yours is right. I think that's funnier. I just want to see Paul now owe you four or five guys burgers. I, oh, God. No, um, it's not going to happen, so it's fine. Heading into this week of Maple Leafs hockey, what is the focus, the goal? What's What's your kind of area that you'd like to see them – pay the most attention to whatever you want to call it. Paul, start us off. I think just, you know, try and keep a lead and not have to come back all the time. That'll be my key for this week. Mm, key for this week is good goaltending. You're asking for a lot there, bud. I know. It's a major key. Okay, I'm... I'm kind of going in the opposite train of thought than you, Zach, but with the same result. And and my focus would be to insulate the goalies, right? You're you're probably not mm. going to get good goaltending. Let's try to make their lives as easy as possible. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. Uh, fellas, favorite three words heading into the next calendar week or so of Tarana Maple Leafs Hockey. Favorite three words? Yes, sir. That was three words uh, right there. Favorite there. three words. Favorite three words. That's how we do it. Please stay goalies healthy. Go. Please oh, stay that's healthy. a good one. Insulate the goalies. 
Zach owes me. No, no, no. Not allowed. Yep. Wow. That works. This is not a video podcast. I know. (laughs) Slander happening here. Uh, Thank you for everyone for listening, for tuning in. As always, make sure to follow, subscribe. If you're new here, check us out on socials. All of the J-A-Z-Z jazz. Uh, Utah. Utah jazz, exactly. Um, Don't forget to take care of the planet. And we'll see you next time on the Original Six Podcast. The next episode will be our 99th episode. So we'll see you then. Gretzky!